Hello, everyone. We're happy that you joined with us today. We are the ministry team at Evening Light Tabernacle, and we have come together again to discuss the Word of God. Today we're going to be talking about how the New Testament church was born and how that it changed from the law to grace and um, that it was a changing of dispensation that was taking place. Um, in We would find in the book of Acts that there was a question uh, among the believers at that time whether or not to continue with outward circumcision that we talked about in one of our sessions. And um, because there was some Judaizers that were um, saying, unless you're circumcised, uh, according to the law of Moses, you cannot be saved. Right. And so this to them was still the sign of the covenant, which there was a fulfillment of this sign by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And so in Acts chapter 15, 14, Simeon had declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. So God was doing something very specific here, wasn't he? Very, very different. Um, and that's maybe something important to, to say is that, that God does not deal with the Jews and the Gentiles in the same way. Right. Mm -hmm. God deals with Israel as a nation. And the Gentiles as a people. As a people for his namesake. Uh -huh. Now, there is the transition that we see in the dispensational change from the Jews to the Gentiles. But the majority of Israel was blinded. Mm -hmm. And then God moved to the Gentile people for his namesake. Now, does this mean that a Jew today cannot be saved or cannot come to Christ? Um, not at all. Be, uh, Paul spoke of it in the, in the Bible that he said that for the elect's sake, they were saved, but the rest were blinded. Mm -hmm. And so um, when, when Christ founded the church, it's composed of both Jew and Gentile. Mm -hmm. And the beginning church was primarily Jews at that time. There was Peter... There was Paul, there was, you know, James and many of them. But for the most part, Jesus came to his own and his own received him not. Mm -hmm. And he said, lo, we turn to the Gentiles, Paul mm -hmm. did. Well, so this would be the wisdom or the revelation that Paul would speak about. For example, he said, we speak the wisdom among them which are perfect or mature. Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the his hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And then he goes on to say, God was revealing some great things that eyes had not seen and ears Amen. had not heard what God was going to do. And so... This would be further explained by Paul in um, Ephesians chapter 3, how that by revelation he was made known to him, was made known the mystery. And the, the mystery was that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Amen. So th this was actually a new revelation. 
Well, he's going from one nation and one people and one locality to all the world, all nations, whosoever will, let him come. Every nation, tongue, kindred, tribe, he is now all is welcome through the blood of Jesus Amen. Christ. Amen. Very wonderful. Which makes a holy nation, a holy priesthood. Right. A peculiar people. Right. And so God never done away with his separated nation. That's right. But this is, this is a higher place now. I think we find when you go back to the Old Testament, we know that Solomon was commissioned to build God a temple. Yes, sir. And it was a glorious temple. There was never one like it before, after it. But we find that it, due to the neglect of God's people, the temple was destroyed. And then Herod came on the scene. Herod reconstructed the temple almost identical to Solomon's temple, but tried to make it more grander and glorious. But we find that in that, that's man's work to do something. They were presenting a sacrifice, declaring that there was still an Ark of the Covenant. There was a mercy seat because God gave his people a promise. I will meet you between the mercy seat. Yes. And you come. And we knew that the high priest could only enter into that holy place once a year. And he would present a sacrifice for the people. But we find here in Mark 15, 38, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. What was he declaring? Jesus, when he died on the cross, he rent that temple veil from top to bottom, showing that it wasn't man, but it was him. And what he did is he put the mercy seat in plain view, that the mercy seat's not behind that veil. The mercy seat's hanging on a cross. Yes. So now where it was sin for anybody to come into that holy place, they would die. The high priest had a pomegranate and a bell on his feet, and when he would go in, he would sing, Holy, Holy, Holy unto the Lord. And if it wasn't loud, if it wasn't making any music, they knew he was dead. Yes. And now we find that if our life isn't crying holy, holy, holy unto the Lord, that we are dead as believers. But where the high priest went in once a year, and for those that wasn't a high priest to go in, it was death. Now for us not to go in yes. because the mercy seat's in plain view. No longer is a high priest presenting our sacrifice. Jesus is our sacrifice. That's right. He's become that lamb. That mm -hmm. dispensation has changed. No longer are we under the, the law. Now we're under the grace of God. And he's going to meet us on the mercy seat, which is Christ the word in this hour. Amen. Amen. That's right. The, the uh, incomplete sacrifice sacrifices was finished right. at that point that you spoke of when he died and cried it is finished it was right there and daniel spoke of it uh in in daniel chapter 9 yeah it says that 70 weeks would be determined upon daniel's people mm -hmm. and upon the holy city which the 70 weeks was representing a designated time for the jewish people right. as a nation and then it said, in the midst of the week, he will cause the sacrifice of oblation to cease. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so Christ was fulfilling that as his ministry was three and a half years. When he was crucified, the... the that would be the middle of the, the, the week. The middle of the week, that's correct. The sacrifice had ceased. Now, it's really important to understand at the closing of the law... And the Jewish dispensation that God deals with the Jews and the Gentiles in two different ways. He deals with the Jews as a nation. So God is closing out, bringing down the curtain on the nation of Israel, at the Jewish dispensation as it were. And he's moving into another dispensation. And at this time when Jesus cries, it is finished. Mm-hmm. He says, Eli, Eli, Labakthani, why hast thou forsaken me? And he gave up the ghost. 
the earth began to quake. The veil was rent, as you right. said, from top to bottom, showing this was God's work. Salvation right. is of the Lord. Right. Mm -hmm. That it was God's working. Then something amazing took place. And it's just a tiny little scripture there in verse uh, uh, Matthew 27, 52. Or let me read 51. And it says, Behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to bottom. And the earth did quake and the rocks rent. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many. So there was a resurrection then that took place as, as the Old Testament and the Jewish dispensation came to an end, that there actually was a resurrection of all the saints of the Old Testament. So when we come to the end of the Gentile dispensation, there's also to be another resurrection Wonderful. of all the Gentiles from the, exactly. the seven ages. And, and so, you know, this is exactly another parallel. Do you know that Jesus actually, we've been talking about him fulfilling the law. Um, even at the Passover, uh, he fulfilled another feast, and that was the Feast of first fruits. This goes along exactly with what you're talking about. And, and Paul would say in 1 Corinthians 15, 20, but now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that right. slept. Wonderful. So he, was, he also was a first fruit, Jesus Christ, fulfilling the feast of first fruits. You know, you'd have the Passover, the, the unleavened bread, the Feast of Unleavened Bread and the Feast of First Fruits all happened right there, bang, 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 right in a row. And then 50 days later would come Pentecost. Pentecost. And so, again, Jesus was not only unleavened and the unleavened bread and sinless bread from heaven, but now he's also the first fruits of them that slept. So Wonderful. he's the first one. Up from the dead Amen. of the Old Testament. Wonderful. And with him, with him. comes all Amen. of the saints. There is a revelation that runs down through the Old Testament. And it's typology. It was, it was the Holy Spirit showing that there was going to be a resurrection. Mm -hmm. And if you remember, Abraham uh, bought a field yeah. To, yeah. to bury Sarah. And he himself was buried there. And then you find Jacob was buried there. Isaac yeah. was buried there. And many of those prophets longed to be buried in the promised land. Yes. What Joseph tell them? Don't you leave my bones here. That's exactly right. Don't you leave my bones he, here. He prophesied, you will carry my bones out of Egypt. Yeah. yeah. So while those 400 years they were being whipped and being abused by the Egyptians, they would look at that lead coffin and they'll say, one day... Yeah. We're coming out of this bondage. Right. One day, God made a promise. Right. And what, a, what a, a comfort that must have been. But we have a better comfort. Yes. Because we can look over to Palestine and see there's an empty grave that right. stands as a sign. And one day. That one day, yes. we're coming up out of here. Wonderful. And so down through the ages, you'll find that prophets looked and wanted to be buried in that land. You'll see that uh, Ruth said, your people will be my people. Yeah. Your God will be my God. Where you're buried, I'll Amen. be buried. Amen. And you'll see Job. He, 
He talked about, uh, you know, though I, the skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh I'll see God. Right. They were all looking forward right. to that resurrection. And <laughs> that resurrection was, was coming. So they all, they all died under the blood of bulls and goats. And that's a very good point. Because b- before the atonement, they did not go under the altar in heaven, as it were. They went to a different place called paradise in the belly of the earth. Because the atonement was not there, they did not go up, they went down. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. So this brings us to something that really happened then um, during the time of Jesus' death, burial, resurrection. Before he raised from the grave and the Old Testament saints, the Bible tells us that he had a ministry while he yeah. was in the tomb. Yeah. And so he said in 1 Peter 3.18, For Christ hath once suffered for us, for sin, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit, or quickened by the Spirit, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometimes were disobedient when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a preparing wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. So, you know, Jesus actually was alive. He was, he, he was ministering. He yes. went down yeah. into the, the bowels of the earth. Yes. And he would actually empty paradise. Yes. Amen. Yeah. So he was not a dead, lifeless form no. in the grave no. whose spirit was non-existent or soul sleeping. He was actually alive. And these souls were there. Yes. And though their bodies slept in a grave and were the saints that slept, yet they were very, very much alive because he preached to souls that were even in prison, even those who didn't repent right. and said, I am the fulfillment of what Noah preached about. Amen. Amen. I've heard you say it before. It just It's always excited me. You know, Jesus told the thief on the cross, he said, this day you'll be with me Wonderful. in Paris. So we know Jesus was going there, but we also know that the thief went there. And you've mentioned it in a sermon before, and I think about how exciting it must have been when the thief came running through that door and he let him know, he's right behind me. Praise he's the coming. Get That's ready. Right. Amen. Everything you've been waiting for, it's right Fantastic. here on us. You know, what a witness that must have been. Him coming in, letting them know you're only going to be here another moment. And Amen. even the rich man who was in hell lifted up his eyes and he saw Lazarus in the bosom of Abraham. Right. And there was a great gulf fixed, but they were in the belly of the earth and they could not come. Right. And if you remember in the book of Revelation, Jesus said, I have the keys of death and hell. So first he paid our price and he descended into hell where we belong. But he went down to Satan himself. He took his keys, gave him a swift kick in the pants. Yeah. He came, uh, he preached to the souls in prison. Up through paradise, he unlocked paradise. And at his resurrection, those overcomers rose with him that were looking for the coming of the That's Lord, right. that were justified yeah. by their faith in those substitutor, uh, substitutionary offerings, looking for the coming of the Messiah. They rose with him, and he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Amen. Because the blood of bulls and goats would not cover sin. Would not yeah. cover sin. And so, you know, it would not annihilate or do away with the sin. It, it was only uh, something that would, was, it's kind of like paint over 
over uh, a blemish, but it's, the blemish is still there. It's just painted over. But the blood of Jesus is a bleach yeah. that totally annihilates every sin stain. Amen. And so when Jesus went to paradise, he actually, there his blood now was a greater blood than bulls and goats. Yeah. And he delivered them from this place Praise and Lord. moved all of paradise into, into heaven, into, his, into, his, into glory. Because no man could ascend into heaven right. except the, he that came down from heaven even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. This is John 3.13. And so the Bible would also say that he led captivity captive. So he took them from paradise, and they ascended up with him. And, and of course, he said, now he that is ascended, what is it? But he also descended hmm. first into the lower parts of the earth. Yes. This is Ephesians 4 and 9. Amen. He that descended is the same also that ascended far above all heavens. Wonderful. So he said he led those that were captive in, and held there in question until the Redeemer could come and, and take away their sins and then move paradise into heaven so that when, when we die now, we do not go to the bowels of the earth. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. But we are there under the altar of God. Amen. Amen. How wonderful. Amen. And so the, the Old Testament or the Jewish dispensation closed with a resurrection. Yes. yes. And the Gentile dispensation will also close with a resurrection. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Notice. And not only a resurrection, but a rapture. Exactly. Yes, sir. Because Jesus ascended and the saints with him. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Amen. You notice one thing to, before we close this out. You said he, it ends it with the resurrection, the Jewish dispensation. But it also ended with the rending of the temple veil. God's showing, I'm not in where you think I am, but I'm somewhere else. Yes, and I think we find it today that he's not... You know, the Bible says he's seated in the throne of God, showing himself to be God. But that's where the church sees him, but he's somewhere else. That's a good point. So what happened to those Jews who would not turn the corner? Yes. Well, that's where tribulation came upon a people. And they fell out from the grace of God. And, and only grace now was going to be shown by accepting the blood atonement of Jesus Christ. And that's why that the Jewish nation has been a scattered and dispersed people for all of these years. But God has promised, I will restore, saith the Lord. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. This is God. He will not forget Amen. his people. Amen. 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 God bless you today. Thank you for joining us with us in this uh, session. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little more about this exciting event of this end time process. Amen. Thank you for joining with the ministry team at Evening Light Tabernacle. For more information on what you have heard today, please visit us at eveninglight.net. May God bless you.